Radius. The views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Hey, good evening and welcome to this rare live broadcast of Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed. I am he, of course, and it's just, you know, hard to get to have a regular schedule when you manage one of the largest independent black media platforms on the planet. So, y'all, I hope to try later to do more live broadcasting uh but of course always putting out podcasts and you can check those out at blacktalkradionetwork.com or whatever your favorite podcast platform is on we're probably on there right so check us out look us up black talk radio network so today's date is may 12 2021 uh crazy here in North Carolina we had a big gas shortage and it wasn't really a gas shortage but I'm sure most people heard the news about this um, Russian base group not backed by Putin or the Russian government but uh, a gang of criminals um, who hacked into the pipeline computers that control the pipeline of this particular company I don't know the name of the company right now and so they, you know, you've heard of ransomware. I think the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, matter of fact, they had their seized, you know, by these people who lock up their computers and uh, threaten to leak information or publish, you know, information and whatnot unless they pay a ransom. If I'm not mistaken, I know they were hacked, but I think they paid the ransom. I, I really do because they weren't able to pay city employees or nothing. So, that's what happened to this oil pipeline, um, the control system. And it had not been down that long. And once the news got out, people just automatically assumed it was going to be a long-term thing. And they went out and they bought up all the gas. I don't know if y'all seen some of the social media posts, but crazy, crazy, crazy posts. Like this woman had this big old um, container uh, like a tub, like I, I have some of those containers. We use them like, you know, store stuff in or people use them as clothes baskets and what have you. She was filling up. I had one of those at the pump filling up. It was just crazy, crazy. People with 100-gallon containers on the back of trucks filling up. Now, I imagine some of those plan to try to sell that gas. I don't know. But there was no gas to be found in Gaston County. Well, I shouldn't say Gaston County. Uh, one of my friends told me you could get some gas in Belmont, which is a little town over from uh, Mount Holly. But there was no gas in Mount Holly. I talked to one of the owners, and they was like, man, this is just panic buying. There's no shortage. And so I was talking to somebody else more recently, and they were saying that the company decided to go ahead and just reset the system, change all the passwords and all that, because they was going to have to do that anyway. Because then, you know, the hackers already got all your passwords and all that kind of stuff. So they just reset the system, changed everything instead of paying the, paying, um, the ransom. 
And so uh, it, it's just been crazy. Um, so good thing, like I was telling my daughter who stay here, uh, we filled up that five-gallon jug, which we used to cut grass. Um, but, yeah, good thing I filled that up, or you filled it up, because uh, now you can use it tomorrow after you come home from work if there's no gas. So, yeah, it's just been a crazy, crazy day. So let's get into what's up for tonight. Uh, the title, The Killing of Rapper Pop Smoke, is full of irony. And, of course, we'll be discussing related news calls. Joining us again tonight on BTR News is our longtime friend of the show, Kwabina Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project, and they just launched their website. And I really like that website, and I link to it, so make sure y'all check that out, cleartheairwaysproject.org. Um, love whoever did that site for you, Kwabina. And so as always when he comes on you know we talk about stories related to the filth passing as hip-hop music and yes i said the f word filth okay uh and so we'll be discussing some recent news and the details about the young teens and the 20 year old who killed the rapper pop smoke now we may or may not be joined by some other btr news hosts um they uh run the Intentional Talk Radio Network, and they used to host a podcast on Black Talk Radio Network, but they don't post <laughs> to Black Talk Radio Network, but they do use our services, and they've been with us for a long time, but they used to do the podcast, Change Matters, and I was just talking to one of the hosts, uh, Colette. Uh, earlier today and um yeah and she was like man y'all y'all those are some interesting topics you're gonna be discussing tonight i like to weigh in um one of the stories she wanted to weigh in on was this high school baseball coach who was recently fired for telling a black baseball player to turn off that n-word music he not the n-i-g-g-e-r word but the n-i-g-g-a you know, the ones that people try to bamboozle us and say, oh, that's that's different from the G-G-E-R because it's a term of endearment. Well, I'm, I've never bought that. Colette's not buying that. And the music, all you got to do is listen to the lyrics to know that they're not using that in, as a term of endearment. When I'm talking about shooting you as an N-word, I'm definitely not expressing a term of endearment. I, I'm, I want to kill you. Um, apparently now the player, the only black student on the team was blasting rap music over a loudspeaker that repeatedly referred to people as N words and the coach was not happy with it. And I'll share the details on that a little later. Um, but we'll start off with comments made by Jay Z about his track Big Pimpin' resurface from an interview he gave 11 years ago about the lyrics of that song. Um, so we won't spend a lot of time on that, but I think it is worth mentioning because um, it's been 11 years since he said that, Jay-Z that is, but what has he produced since? All right, so we'll get into the details a little later, but just to give you a hint, he back then 11 years ago said he was horrified, and I may be paraphrasing, but he was horrified by those lyrics. Those were just uh obscene lyrics, and I can't believe who that person, I can't believe I said that, and kept saying it. So, yeah, y'all may have saw that story. Now, here's one that caught my eye, singer Mariah Carey. Um, she made the news by reportedly joking on Twitter um, by threatening the sick lawyers on an artist 
who sampled one of her songs she did, Shake It Off, and rapped about killing people. Now, according to TMZ, which, you know, I don't really like TMZ, but a news source is a news source, but um, I don't even like the way they wrote it up in the article, and we'll we'll discuss some of those issues, but, um, it you know, hip-hop is really based on R&B. All the music, you know, especially older music, and, and I'm sure they probably sample in newer music, like came out in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, or, or what have you. But the foundation of hip-hop is R&B, or soul music. And, you know, artists like Run DMC, one of, you know, the old heads in, in the hip-hop uh, game, they will even sample rock music. I, I think it was Aerosmith, you know, they had sample and then even, you know, did a little video with Aerosmith and what have you, walk this way. Um, but mostly it's been R and B and different different genres of what we call soul music. Like you got funk, um, you got um well Parliament Funkadelic. I know George Clinton was sample a lot. Then you had like James Brown, his type of music. I guess that'll be considered R and B. That was sample a lot. You've even had disco sample, you know. So so I was talking to Quabner the other day and I was like, Man, wouldn't it be something if these artists came out and said that their music's being sampled and if they don't like, you know, the content in the context of how that music, what, you know, the new creation that they supposedly creating. And if it's talking about negative stuff, what if they said, you know what? I don't want that royalty check. I don't care how popping the beat is. No, you can't sample my song. So, you know, I, I'm open. I want to hear people thoughts on that. What do y'all think about that? Or are they just selling out for the money? A high school, again, I told you about the high school baseball coach. And then last but not least, I want to spend more time on the details that uh, emerged concerning the home invasion and murder of murder music artist Pop Smoke. Uh, apparently, Mr. Smoke was robbed by teens with the oldest being 20 years old and the youngest being 15 and Reportedly, the 15-year-old admitted to pulling the trigger um, in the way it was described, like, you know, Pop Smoke first tried to fight him, then started screaming and running and got shot in the back, and then he fell on the ground. They started kicking him and stuff. And um, because this in this article, his mama is commenting on that aspect of it. Um, but <laughs> I tell you, her comments are kind of puzzling. Now I understand she's she's grief she's grieving right now. Uh, her her son was killed and murdered brutally, and then even kicked while he was down and what have you. But her comments were very puzzling. Um, she seems to be blinded by the grief or cognitive dissonance, or maybe she wasn't a, didn't listen to his music. But I think it's worth us uh getting into. All right, so um, let me go ahead and check my board and see if we got Brother Quabner on. Um, the call-in number, I want to hear from all everybody. If you got an opinion on any of these stories, make it quick because we try to keep the show fast moving. But 626-213-5779 is the call-in number, 626-213-5779. Now, I'm... 
since I haven't done live like I used to, I used to know all the, I could tell, I could see a zip code and I mean, sorry, zip code, area code. And I can tell you where the caller was from. Um, but I think this may be brother Quabner. Let's check brother Quabner. Do we have you on the line? I hope so, brother. I've been listening to you. Okay. Me? Can you hear me? Yeah, if you can speak up a little louder. Do you have us on speaker? Yeah, I got you on speaker. Yeah. Uh, I just, you hear me back there? Scotty? Yes, I hear you. Okay, right on, brother. Hey. Yeah, you're right. Like the sister said, these are some, some, uh, some good topics tonight, man. Good topics. So, and I agree with you and her. You know, I don't, uh, the A and the ER don't make, don't make no difference. That's like saying sucker, a sucker, a player, a player. Right, right. Just a variation of the same word. Yep, so the homie Tupac, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. You know, no, nah, that's that. That was a good try to clean it up, man. But you know, you know, it, it, it took his life. You know, living a sort of lifestyle that that uh, promotes an okay's dropping in bombs, dropping the most detestable, dangerous, disgusting most evil word in the history of English or any other language. And that's what that's what the white dude said. Uh, I can't think of the, the name, but he was on talking to the football player that used to play for the uh for Green Bay or Denver. For Denver, Shannon Sharp, and also to uh, to Mike uh Broussard, Brother Broussard when they were talking about Kyrie Irving getting thrown out that game because he was tired of these end bombs being dropped and, and checked Dennis Schroeder for uh for dropping the end bomb on him. He got thrown out the game, so they were dealing with that. And Broussard really hit it on the head, hit it on the nose. Uh the white dude kinda hit it on the nose. He's like that's a it's one of the worst words in the history of language. The white dude said that. And Shannon Sharp is like he was on the wrong side of that one, but yeah. Now later for that word, man, that word is a dangerous word. That 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 word like anchors everything we've been struggling with and dealing with, putting that, that word in this music, it anchors all of that. It anchors sisters being disrespected. It anchors the shooting and killing. It anchors all of that. Words have power. Our our our, our ancestors in ancient Kemet said that. Uh, Steve Biko said that. You know, the greatest weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. And when you get into your mind that you're nothing but ends, you, you know, it's, it's dehumanizing. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, and that's interesting, like you said. I mean, I guess I'm starting the story off. But uh, my neighbor, uh, white dude, called the sister. Well, well let's not jump ahead, though. Let's not. Her. Hey, let's not jump ahead because I laid out an order. Okay. <laughs> but but okay, listen, okay. though, man. Sorry about that, Scotty. Go ahead, man. That, that's okay. That's okay. But again, tell people who may not have heard you on this program. I'm sure the regular listeners know who you are, uh, Quabner. But tell people who you are, about the organization Clear the Airways Project and where they can find it real quick. I'm just an African living in the Midwest, part of the United States, and um, just trying to, who loves music, uh, loved music since I was coming up, and just who is appalled, like so many of us are, at the content of the so-called music that is being force-fed to the masses of our people. It's not something we want. It's something that's forcing on us, and it is dangerous, demeaning. And so our organization, our group, is called the Clear the Airways Project. And uh, so we were founded 
we've been struggling with this issue, but we were founded, this project was founded like 2013, I believe it was, maybe 14. But after the killing of Hydea Pendleton in Chicago, 15-year-old sister at Martin Luther King High School student, by the way. And didn't she have some something with the Obamas or something? Didn't she go to like yes. the inauguration or something? She's part of the choir that sang at the second his second inauguration, mm-hmm. and and we had been struggling with these uh, radio stations and the poison they push out. But after that, we hooked up with some brothers and sisters uh, at GCI. We were going to nineteen point three, and we hooked up with some brothers and sisters at GCI a few nights later, a few days later, and uh, we started meeting and said we're gonna call this the we're gonna uh, officially call this the Clear Airways Project, and so. Check out information on us on uh, Facebook. And I heard you mentioned earlier, we now have a website. Uh, shout out Sister Layla uh, putting that website together for us. And uh, it's, it's uh, cleartheairwaysproject.org. Word, word. .org. Word. Make sure y'all check it out and support the initiatives that he and the organization, along with other organizations, have been putting forward. Uh, he missed, mentioned Sister Layla. Uh, what's her website again? Uh, the Metropolis. The Metropolis newspaper. Yeah, I don't remember the exact um, web address, but yeah, I guess if you Google Chicago uh, Metropolis, you should be able to find it. But uh, she does a lot of good work. Uh, I got one right here in my hand. Let me see what it is. I got a paper right here with Children's Fair Hampton on the cover of it. Oh, let me see. Yes, I think it's in the top of the newspaper. Okay. So listen, let's jump into these stories. So uh, Jay-Z was recently uh, giving an interview, and people say, you know, he rarely does interviews. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. Um, But he gave an interview to the Sunday Times last week. Um, Well, actually, it was about two weeks ago. Um, So anyway... He was discussing Big Pimpin', not in the interview two weeks ago, but as a result of him doing this rare interview, Twitter and other social media um, resurfaced his comments about the Big Pimpin' lyrics in over a decade. And so I came across the story because it came across my news feed, hiphopdx.com. Jay-Z rarely talks to the press, but granted a rare interview to the Sunday Times last week. During the conversation, the billionaire hip-hop mogul opened up about fame, life during the pandemic, and his various business endeavors. But for some reason, writes Kyle Eustace, um, an 11-year-old interview he did with the Wall Street Journal was simultaneously dredged up on social media in which he talked about the lack of profound, quote-unquote, lyrics in some of his older work, specifically Big Pimpin'. So it goes on. Let me see if I can find out what he exactly said. Um, let me say, uh, where is that at? Y'all, y'all bear with me. Uh, he never said cause somebody tweeted that he said he regretted making big pimping, but I guess that's open to interpretation, but he did trash the lyrics and say, I, I couldn't believe that's me. Now one, like, one of the lyrics says, it's big pimping, baby. It's big pimping, spending G's. Feel me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, Ho wasn't exactly impressed with his pen game on that particular track. It seemed like they trying to clean it up. 
because you know what I'm saying because this dude is like trying to diss people bringing it back up and it was 11 years ago but he was saying you know Jay-Z was saying I can't believe I said that you know those lyrics were horrible and um, when I asked you about it you know you was like well he's still producing the same trash I mean what's your thoughts on that do you remember when this was initially reported yeah, I, I kind of, I do remember when it was initially reported, and you know, like I feel felt then, I feel now, you know, I kind of smidgen of me was like, okay, good, maybe he'll change a little bit, but I haven't seen too much change. People are all are loving the four 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 album, uh, but you know, when I hit the, the lead song on there, it drops like sixty something n bombs in it. Yeah, you know, I, fa- I found the quotes. If you let, let me interject real quick, I found the quote. That's the okay. exception he said in a 2010 interview. He said that's the, he basically saying that's the only track that he not proud of. Uh, it was like, and I'm quoting him, it was like, I can't believe I said that and kept saying it. What kind of animal would say this sort of thing? Uh, reading it, it's really harsh. And like I said, they not sharing the really trashy lyrics in this article uh, for Big Pimpin'. You know, it's it's a, uh, you know, it's, that's not the song where he talks about how hard it is not to kill ends, right? You know, I, I think how, how how much worse can you get to this? It's a full time job not to kill ends. You know, did he say how horrible that was? I mean, big pimp and he's disrespecting women. You know, and I think after that, in in bombs in, in in Paris came out after that with him and Kanye West. Uh, you know, he just recently. You know, he he hooked up and promoted and pushes Megan Pete, better known as Megan D. Stallion, who raps about all sorts of uh, vile and vulgar pornographic crap, uh, you know, corrupting our children with the, of course, but it's, it's no worse than, uh, what's her name, Maxine Waters uh, sanctioning that when she finally, I mean, that was, that was crazy. I know we're talking about that, but Maxine, you know, Megan, like, was like, had her head down. This new Maxine was going to get on her about that stuff, and she, she like, sanctioned it. But no, you know, Jay-Z promoting her. You know, his wife is on there with a song, Sisters Call Themselves Savages, and the NAACP and the Grammys awards them about bleeding the block. So no, I mean, yeah, I guess that stuff is, you know, okay, he said that 10, 11 years ago. He's still p- p- uh, producing and pushing, pouring his music to the masses. He's still one of the ideological fathers of these rappers today that rap slow, solely about killing people, staying drunk, staying high, uh, slanging drugs. So, I mean, hey. Here's the comments, and it really, as I read the lyrics, I'm not going to read all of the song, but um, it, there are they are pretty horrific, and it sounds like he talking about groupies. That's what it sounds like he talking about. Once he got famous, well, you know, here's some of the lyrics. And if you got any kids, um, you know, hopefully you ain't let, letting them listen to this trash that's played on murder music radio. Um, but I, I'm warning you. Here's the lyrics. Um, let me just and um expand this a little bit you know i'm a thug them fuck them love them leave them because i don't fucking need them take them out the hood keep them looking good but i don't fucking feed them first time they fuss i'm breezing talking about what's the reasons i'm a pimp in every sense of the word bitch better trust than believe them in the cut where i keep them till i'm not even gonna go no further because now he gets really vulgar so I'm gonna stop it right there. So I'm I'm like, you know, 
what what was it 11 years ago where he was and I would like to know what the question was to where he was like you know I was really horrible that and I kept seeing it and and you know and and you know but like you just pointed out he's still producing the same horrific type music that object, objectifies uh women and, and it's like you know when we talk, talk about ideological fathers there's a song out I think it was Gucci man years ago where he said, uh, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm going to treat him like a dog, feed him like a dog, F him like a dog, and pass them to my dogs. You know, it's pretty much some of the same sort of lyrics of that song with, uh, uh, who else is that, Bun B and somebody else on there with him. But it's like, uh, uh, I mean. Where where all these feminists you know, at, man? Now, I know it's black women and, and, and not any black women that's prominent in the public. I like a Maxine Waters, the congresswoman, or what have you. Um, but I, we know, you know, like, um, Dr. Frank, what is it? Francis Cress Welsing. Um, you know, she was one of those who spoke out against this early on. Um, sister D, C. Dolores Tucker, right? Spoke against the Women's Black Congress, spoke out against this stuff years ago. But where the feminists at, man? It's always popping up the Me Too movement and all that, this, that, and the other, where they go to take down these people uh, or confront these people. Where the Gloria R. is that's always, you know, getting hired when a woman's being sexually harassed or, you know, on, on that, on that that liberal feminism tip you would think they would be outraged but I bet you this is on a this is in a playlist you know that's that's a good question and Scott I'm glad you brought that up but we got sister Terry who's worked with us with Clear Airways Project for years and years uh, she struggled with us on that sister Leila and again in the, in the newspaper doing that work um, we got sister Marcia and her sister they did uh, the um, the words um, multi-layered power structure. People should check that out. It's on YouTube. The N-word multi-layered power structure. They struggle with that. We have some people uh, who do deal with that. But then, but like you said, I can't think of the sister's name. But one of the founders of the Me Too movement. I, I remember hearing her big up Nikki Nikki Garbage. You know, and uh, and people people I know respect to a certain extent. Uh, other ones like I mean, well, I'm a fair name who's real strong in this issue of this misogyny in the music. Uh, Rosa giving it up for uh, Cardi B gone. Uh, Tamika Mallory, Tamika Mallory, and I hope it's not in her book. I guess her book is out now because I saw she was on the Breakfast Club recently. But she, uh, during the Grammys, mind you, we were hoping that she would uh, get on the Grammys and get on them for uh, nominating this ratchet, violent music about about you know about killing people. When you, when you talk about this cognitive dissonance, I mean, her baby's father was murdered. But she's on there, and then she's talking about the book she's writing, and she has Angela Davis in the forward to her book, and she announces then also Cardi B is helped writing the forward to your book. Cardi B, really? Tamika? So, I, bro, it's, I mean, so I, I mentioned some sisters who are not as well known, but who are still putting in that work, who are still outraged and fed up with this crap. But then I mentioned the ones who are out there and who are known, who are like, okay, giving it the pass because it's a black woman. That's that's pushing this poison on the masses of our children, and it's wrong. And even Maxine, and Maxine was complaining because it's okay, uh, the black men did it, and so now the black sisters are doing it. So, no, it's not empowering. It was wrong when the black men were doing it, and it's wrong when the sisters are doing it. And it ain't like the sisters just start doing it either. Come on now, they've been part of it from the from the beginning. I mean, you can't you can't you can't have old. I don't even want to call it old school because people take it the wrong way. Uh, and think I'm talking about music I'm not talking about. 
but you can't you can't divorce women sexuality and them playing a role in this subculture is what I call it um, people try to say it's the culture no it's a subculture look up what culture means um, but it, but um, yeah. and, and I want to make one more point on that because when we were present on this earlier and the people would always get it right you say give me the three the three sisters who you hear for the last 10 years the only three sisters that you heard in this music business three of them and everybody would get it right it would be Beyonce Rihanna and Nikki Garbage. Just those three. Everybody, I, I think I may have one person out of all the people I asked who didn't get the three right. Because it's all they were playing. The only three sisters that were getting pushed and pulled from the industry for years and years. And then here we go. Look, Kim. Look, Kim. Well, no, this is like after Lil' Kim played out. So we talk okay. about like, like 2000 and. Well, uh, that, five, well, that just underlines my like point that. that they always been in it with the fellas. You know what I'm saying? She was part of Junior Mafia. Yeah, her, her and Foxy Cloud. But, but, but what we're saying is though, but since it was those three for just that ten year stretch, uh, again, that's totally ignoring all the conscious hip hop sisters who were still putting that work, uh, playing out Lauryn Hill. But since that, since Cardi B gang, Gone came out, I think it was either 2017. I think it was 17. And she had she was the first person to have her five her first five singles all make the top ten. The first person ever, Cardi B. So you know it was manufactured. And so they pushed her. Then they pushed uh, Young M.A. came out a little bit before that. Then they pushed uh, Megan P. Then they, now they got the City Girls out there, Doja Cat. And there's just so many sisters back to back to back. They just uh, now they got one called Mulatto. They just dropping them on us, bro. And all of them that they're pushing to the masses of the people have that same Nicky Garbage type of uh, type of pornography and disrespect, uh, self-deprecating, uh, over-sexualized music. Man, and it's just straight-up porn. And it's, it's, just, it's out of control with the sisters that they got out there now, bro. And this is like in the last three or four years. Last three or four years, Scotty. Am I still with you? Yeah, you still with me. I'm, I'm sorry, I had myself muted. Um, we're gonna take a station identification break, but uh, again, if you have a comment on these stories that I got listed, you can give us a call at six two six two one three fifty seven seventy nine. That's six two six two one three fifty seven seventy nine. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed and my guest, Brother Kwabna Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project. We'll be right back on the other side. Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio News. Scotty Reed here. 
behind this mic, behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. Um, yeah, please join btrcommunity.com. $24 a year. What is that? Uh, $4 a month. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not $4 a month. No. <laughs> $2 a month. Okay, let me get my math straight. So that break down to 50 cent a week. And you just don't know how far if we had just half the listening audience of the people who visit Black Talk Radio Network, the platform and download all the various podcasts, if just half of those got a $24 a year membership subscription to a private social media platform, um, y'all just don't know how much larger our influence will grow because we'll have money to reinvest to provide a proper budget. So, um, I actually like the newer platform. We had the first one we had. It was okay. Um, too many bugs in it. So I switched to a different software and I really like, like this one. I believe you joined Quabana. What, what did you, what did you think of this one of the platform? I love it. It's cool, bro. I mean, I, I can pull through it pretty, pretty easy and, and get stuff out of it. So my, and get a lot from it, man. I definitely join, and I encourage everybody else, man. And that's a great price, man, to help support black media, bro. And uh, you give a lot of good information. You share a lot of good information on a lot of different subjects. And like, you know, I heard you mention how you were uh, helping the brothers out or the sister that may call in a little later. Hopefully, she will call in. Hey, man, and uh, I, I didn't want to forget this one sister. Too, we were talking about uh, the women who are dealing with these, this issue, mm-hmm. and that's Dr. E. Faye Williams, and she is like the third president of the National Congress of Black Women, following its founder, Shirley Chisholm, the Honorable Shirley Chisholm, and then, of course, C. Dolores Tucker that she mentioned earlier. So now Dr. E. Faye Williams is seriously in the struggle with us to deal with this, this music, this mindless music on the masses. As a matter of fact, she had Brother Bernard on her show today, uh, Bernard Creamer, talking about his book, Who Stole the Soul of the Weaponization of Hip Hop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bernard did tell me that because I invited him to join us tonight, but he had those prior engagements. So we'll catch up with Bernard on the flip side. And again, I interviewed him earlier this year. So it is in my, uh, archive. So let's move to this next story, TMZ.com. Again, I'm not a big fan of TMZ or anything like that, but information is information. I take what I can use and lay the rest to the side. But Mariah Carey, they report, didn't seem too amused by a small time artist sampling her smash hit for his own remix telling him to get ready for a legal battle but it looks like she's just joshing now on reflection I don't know if she joshing or not I, I don't know I ain't see no laughing emoji that she posted afterwards or what she could have been but People close to her seem to think she was just joking with the little rapper. Uh, the singer responded to an A&R consultant uh, who posted a music video from rapper singer YTK doing his own version of Shake It Off. Only his take is a lot more ominous, ominous um, which means dark, scary, and street friendly. Now, what the hell does street friendly mean? You know, I was like, street friendly, really, TMZ? What's street friendly? Cause the streets ain't friendly, bro. You've been down the streets of Chicago. You've been down the streets of Philly. You've been down the streets of, the streets ain't safe. So what do you mean street friendly? The streets are not friendly. And, and the very music, 
<laughs> lays the soundtrack <laughs> that is not talking about let's be friends, you know, Houdini. <laughs> so, look, 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 Scotty, in Baltimore, this rapper YTK is from Baltimore. Baltimore is like the poster child for fratricide out here, other than Chicago, Gary, and what well, we can name a bunch of cities, but Baltimore, we know. Is, is is a place where uh, it's it's tough for Africans living in, in Baltimore, and you know that song that he redid. It starts off with fourteen shoots. It it, not, it didn't get as much as a uh, yeah, because he renamed uh, it. He renamed it to let it off instead of shake it off. Yeah. let it off as in let off rounds of gunfire. So you you've seen you've heard the track, and so tell us about it. It's it's, it's a murder song. He talks about better not he say my name. Because my ends don't blow your brain, you know. And it's a song about you dropping in bombs up up in there. It's all crazy, and it's it's just blow your brain for the f of it, babe. You know, and that could be. It's just it's just ridiculous, dude. It's that he said two shots, pow pow, spin a noodle, leave an end like beef lo mein. You know, matter of fact, come out your diamonds. Speaking of the next story coming up, come out your diamonds, your clothes. We got nines and fours. Yes, my ends, ten toes, and your nose. So it's like, it's bro. I mean, this stuff is so crazy. And yes, Mar- Mariah Carey should make them. You know, and these artists, they, they should not. They should not accept this. They should not accept it. Mariah Carey don't need no more money. But listen to this though, and and I don't know a lot about Questlove except for. I think he was on the Tonight Show as the drummer or something one time. I, I know, I think that's Questlove. Y'all, the dude with the afro always have a pick in his hair and and kind of heavy the set. The roots, yeah, and the roots, yeah. yeah he's the band, band leader of the roots, yeah. yeah, the roots. So anyway, going on, the story says that the video, well, it said the video was catching fire online and people appeared to be pretty down with it and there was a mini viral campaign of sorts to help make it into a, a legally clear song so he can sell the track and make money so the A&R guy wrote Mariah Carey has 24 hours to respond well she responded alright but wasn't very receptive on the surface anyway uh, Mariah Carey replied how about y'all have 24 hours to respond to my lawyer she also posted a gif of her saying uh, GTFO, which means get the F out of here. Uh, damn, pretty feisty, huh? This is the writer for TMC. Uh, not exactly. Apparently, Mariah was joking with her aggressive clapback, at least according to the A&R executive who started this whole thing. So, again, I don't know if M- Mariah was joking or not. I'm not going to let somebody else speak from her. I would like to hear from her because the A&R executive is about making money. You know, he's a corporate executive. Um, the A&R executive elaborated on what was happening behind the scenes, saying he actually hit up uh, none other than Quest Love to help him get the song cleared for YTK. And apparently Quest was on board to make it happen make it happen also it sounds like mariah's cool with them using the song but the hold up at this point might be sony which appears to hold the rights so again people making this inward music to try to turn it tie into our next uh article but don't even own the inward music you know what i'm saying crazy bro it's like take take uh Take 
N-I-G-G, gotta live. Take, don't make an N hurt you. Take that out and put K-I-K-E in there. Take that out and put J-E-W in there. Take that out and put F-A-G in there. Or, or G-A-Y in there. Take that out and put dog in there. And this stuff is ridiculous. And, the quest, and I'm talking about the sisters, you know, the some that we know who are activists, big up in that. We got artists and, and other, um, we got the president big up in this crap, the former president. Mm. Man, this stuff get me angry, man. And we should, we should be outraged. And, and our little daughters and our children dying in the streets. Yes, and Baltimore sir. is, is a, uh, again, it's a, it's a war zone over in Baltimore. In Chicago, 45 people got shot week, weekend before last. 19 got shot uh, as of last Saturday night. I didn't get the full count. And, and, you, and y'all playing with this stuff. Maxine Waters, NAACP, the Grammys. No, we should be outraged. Yes, we should. I'm, I'm going to calm down a little no, bit. No, don't. Then. Don't. Yeah, there's no need to calm down. But to put some perspective on what he, on those figures he just named of casualties in, in Chicago and other cities across the nation, you know, I spent six months in a live fire war zone. It wasn't a war declared by Congress, but we were sent over there by George H.W. Bush to um, tell Saddam Hussein, you know, no, you can't um, take your oil back from Kuwait, this little puppet government, Western power set up. And so they sent us over there. And so that's more casualties. I bet you. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole Gulf War, there was no, there wasn't even a hundred casualties, man. Definitely not a hundred people killed. When I say casualty, that include the wounded, but killed in action, killed in action. I bet you it wasn't even fifty. I bet you it wasn't even twenty-five. But this is every freaking day in America every day not just black people but we care about black people well, I care about all people but this is a black specific or targeted program we are members of the black community and that's why you get outraged you cannot see all this death and destruction and all these people celebrating it and getting paid off the celebration of this death and destruction and not get mad something wrong with you if you don't get mad, so brother Quabner, you don't have times to times at the be- fourteen times at the beginning of the song, man. It's like you know, shoot. Just all he says, shoot. Man, I, I you know, the, and Black Boy did that a couple of years ago out of uh, out of Memphis, and every it was like the second most popular dance in the whole country, the shoot dance. And you see it being uh, dancing through uh, halftime at the NWNBA games in Chicago, the children out there dancing doing the shoot dance. And he talks about shoot you, in the, shoot you in your spine, and now you can't uh, shoot you in your back or spine. Now you can't feel yourself. And I got, I got my, people on my baseball team. And I'm coaching right now. Shot in the back, dude. Can't paraplegic. He can't even walk. He's shot in the spine. Another one on the same baseball team. Shot and killed. Another one uh, who went to college got shot in the eye when he came back home. I, I think I lost three or four people. Uh, look, two of them, and I think four of them got shot on that team. And this, this, these were like 12 to 14 year olds. Uh, about 10 years ago now look look what happened to him and you making songs and dancing off that but I tell you man I, I don't know what it is Kwabna, but like we were just talking about man, that little song that he did talking about uh, what is it again what did he the original title was Shake It Off and he want to call it uh, what is it 
pop it off or whatever. Let it, let, let it off. Yeah, let, let it, it off. off. Talking about talking about shooting people. Oh man, I'm just so frustrated, man. But that went viral. But I bet you, well, you know, we, we had some pretty good downloads, but nothing that I would consider viral over the many years. We talk about these issues. You make social media posts. You won't see 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people sharing a post like, you know, but Bernard Creamer made a social media post that I shared the other day. He was saying, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. He basically was saying that the weak is not weak. It doesn't make you weak to walk away from conflict with other brothers in the street or wherever. Cause you know, uh, it ain't always in the street. Sometimes it's in the household, but it is, it's, it's not weak to walk away from those conflicts. It's weak to get into petty beasts with people you really don't even know and then get killed or you kill that person, then you going to prison and now you depriving your children, especially if you have children, depriving your children of guidance as they grow up. So that Man, won't, that won't exactly, get shared a exactly. hundred thousand times, but somebody just playing some, uh, sampling some music from shake it off and talking about let it off and, and just shooting. You know, that's what you hear is sound effects of gunshots. I don't know. Maybe they recorded real gunshots. I don't know. But anyway, and that's viral. That goes viral. And you talking about killing people? Man, what's wrong with some people? Kwapna, why does this not register in their brains the incorrectness of it all? It's it's the programming, brother. I mean, like, and plus, when you see uh, respected organizations like the NAACP rewarding songs like Life is Good uh, with with nominations, songs where uh, the rapper No Future talks about uh, putting somebody in the newspaper because he didn't murk them and getting T-shirts made with their images on them, and then now you're going to pay somebody drug money to go shoot up the hearse, go shoot up the funeral. So it's, I mean, and this is, NAACP is recognizing this. When you have the Grammys, nominating a song uh, about shooting ends. I mean, we just talked about the song by your homeboy out there in, uh, in North Carolina. <laughs> the song uh, Rockstar is strictly about shooting black people, running up on them, shooting them. His daughter his daughter being a G because by the age of two, she saw him kill an end. He talking about the baby. For Grammys. Yeah, the baby. Huh? Uh, I was telling the audience, you're talking about the, the murder music artist named The Baby. Yeah, the baby and Roddy Rich. And then, and then look, on his latest song, which is a song that's played all the time, all around the country, heard it in Seattle, heard it in Fort Wayne recently, Indiana, uh, in small, large and small hamlets and big cities all around the country, the song Beatbox. And on the, on the remix, the baby's at the beginning of that one bragging about bringing a forty caliber to the Grammys at the start of his verse, bragging about at the end of his verse the eight Grammy, award, uh, Grammy nominations that he, that he received bragging about the Grammys. In the middle of the, in the middle of his verse, he's talking about how the girl, she'll do whatever I say. I'm a piss in a cup and call it lemonade. Wow. And you told me the other day that track is actually played on the radio. On the radio. There's no cussing in that. Man, they got a line, man, dude, beatbox. Drago make him beatbox. Hit him in the spine. Knock his dreads off. So if you're hitting somebody in the spine... They running away, or they getting? They're trying to get away. Like you mentioned, Pop Smoke. He was trying to get away. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going ahead of things, but you mentioned it already too. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is well. 
this stuff is heart wrenching, man. Yeah, um, it's heart wrenching. Let's take be dealt with. Let's take another station identification break again. The telephone number, if you want to argue for this music, if you think it uh, falls under First Amendment speech and and the harm to the community, be damned. The things that it's uh, promoting to young people, be damned. You can give us a call too. State your case. 626-213-5779. 626-213-5779. Two one three fifty seven seventy nine. Now, after this station identification, we're going to roll into this news clip about the high school baseball coach who was recently fired for telling the black baseball player to turn that N-word music off. Uh, apparently, again, the player, the only black student on the team, was blasting rap music over a loudspeaker during pregame warm-ups. Um, and in this music... People were referred to, again, the N-word, and the lyrics were described as vile. And so uh, <laughs> I've talked to some people, and opinions kind of diverge on whether or not this coach should have been fired or if he should have been given a second chance and sent, and sent to sensitivity training. But the people I did talk to all agreed that the father should have said something. But you're going to hear the father on this clip. Again, you're listening to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed, uh, part of the Black Talk Radio Network, home of some of the best online black radio that you will ever find. All right, we'll be back. Radio since 2008, providing new black media for the masses. Gary. Now to an update to a story we brought you on Friday at 5. Olathe North High School's baseball coach, Pete Flood, has been fired. He was placed on administrative leave last week after parents accused him of using a racial slur while addressing the only black player on the team. Brody One Action News reporter Gian Kim sat down with the player's family today. Tony Banks recalls last Thursday night. His son, Niall, a senior at Olathe North High School, came to him about an encounter with his baseball coach. I'm just shocked. Um, couldn't believe, you know, a coach would say something like that. Coach Pete Flood was fired Monday morning following a unanimous vote by the school board. Anyone who demonstrates racism and bigotry like this has no place in our district. Flood approached Nile during a pregame warm-up and said the team doesn't, quote, play that N-word music. We told Nile at that point that um, this is beyond him. Following multiple letters from families to the principal and athletic director, the school took immediate action. I mean, it's I think it's unheard of uh, in any school district. So, you know, I do clap my hands to, you know, the administration at Olathe North for, you know, how they handled this. Banks says the biggest consequence with situations like this is the trauma that students may carry into their adulthood. When it comes to kids, not just my kids, but all kids are hurt by this. As his comment, you know, to my son, the other kids, they are suffering right now, too. So... Uh, that should not have happened. The school board said the Department of Diversity and Engagement will also develop a comprehensive plan and present it to the board in August. 
It will aim to tackle the topic of racism in the district. And I'm all for second chance, you know, giving another opportunity. But when does that stop? You know, um, they need to handle that part of it a little bit better. The school board also added there will be discussions going forward about diversity training, both for the students and the faculty. The board also thanked Niles family for coming forward and being brave. In Olathe, I'm Gian Kim, 41 Action News. All right, Kwabna, what's your initial thoughts about this song, about this uh, story? Uh, initial thoughts were, it may be a reason why he said it, but it ain't no excuse. You know, um, I mean, he, he made a wrong wrong decision. He should have said, you know, that inappropriate music, or he could have said, he could have spelled it out. You know, he said it, and this is a very sensitive topic when it comes to White folks saying it. They say it at a certain time, you know, they get they get clobbered. <laughs> you know, you call a brother that uh there's so many videos, you see him all the time. I mean I saw a video, they were like the dude was like calling the brother all kind of names. He was like all kind of names. Shoot, he dropped the N bomb, it was lights out, <laughs> you know? And so it, hey man, that's uh, I mean, are that's you like aware, in our DNA are, are you, we react to them like that. Are you aware, Kwabna, that a seventy year old Racist white men died after getting punched in the face by, uh, uh, I want to say Dunkin' Donuts employee. It could have been some other chain, but the guy was on, the kid was on, you know, on the job and came out from behind the counter after the dude called him the N word and punched him in the man dead. And now he charged with manslaughter. And somebody asked me about that and I was like, you know, um, unfortunately, the young fella, uh, let that word get him in, in his emotions. And, uh, he wasn't thinking about the consequences of living behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. And, uh, now, you know, he's finding out yeah. what those consequences are. That, that's what it is. I'm a Walter Beach, uh, elder. He's in that famous photo, uh, with Kareem, um, Russell, Muhammad Ali, and who else? Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. When they were supporting uh, Muhammad Ali's decision not to go to the, uh, the you know, not Vietnam. to go to the, not to be drafted, mm-hmm. yeah. So Walter's back there, the only brother on there without a, without a tie on, uh, our elder, and he said, "Man, way back in the day, he got dealt with in the uh, Navy. While white boy dropped the N bomb on him, he cracked him. This is like back in the fifties, I think. And so, I mean, and hey, you know, if he had killed him, he might have to take a uh, manslaughter too." That's a chance that we have to take, but a lot of times, like you said, the emotion, we just lose it. Uh, when the, I told you about the white boy that dropped the N-bomb on the sister, uh, my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, before, a while back, I might have just popped him too. But I checked him, he got to apologize, and he tried to tell me, which is kind of along the same subject, or oh, I said it with an A at the end. This is what the white dude said. I, he said, dude, are you serious? No, don't say that word at all. We're later for the A or ER, whatever it is. It ain't to come out your mouth and apologize to her. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, man, it's like, it's, yeah, this is tough. It's the most dangerous, disgusting, despicable, detestable word in the history of the English or English or any other language, especially if you're a person of African descent. Now, especially, uh, let, let me so, read these couple of excerpts. So 41 Action News anchor Dia Wall spoke the flood. That's the baseball coach, White Mill, 
uh, 16 years on the job, um, you know, in the school. Um, but spoke to Floyd Monday afternoon while Flood declined an on-camera interview. He confirmed he released a statement to media outlets on Monday. And this is what he said. He said, never, never, never have I ever used the N-word or any other racial slur to address a student. So, so that's what they're saying. They're making it sound like he called the boy the N-word. You nigga, turn that music off. When he, in fact, he was said, you know, the music. So let me continue reading. He said, um, I haven't, I've never used the N word or any other racial slur to address a student, player, or person in my entire 25 year career in this district. I think he was 16 on that particular job. Nor my personal life, Flood said in a statement. Flood went on to say he heard the lyrics of a song that included a racial slur and approached the student and asked him to turn off the music. Flood said when that didn't immediately occur, he repeated the lyrics of the song and asked the student to turn off the music. In my opinion, these types of lyrics should never be played in a public venue at a school event. Flood continued in a statement. I deeply regret that I repeated the N-word aloud. However, I do not regret requesting that a song with such offensive and derogatory language be turned off. And so when I read that context, I was like, okay, let's check his record. Or has he ever done this before? This this man's been 25 years on the job working with students. Has he ever did anything racist? Has he ever, you know, because some of these teachers, man, they be racist too, and they'll show you that they racist. And what have you? So, so let's see if anything like that. He, if he has any kind of complaints, allegations of racism from students or parents in the past. As far as I know, he has never done this. So, in my opinion, I felt like it was wrong to fire him. Uh, when I talked to Colette earlier, who retired uh, as a school principal, she said he shouldn't have been fired. She said the same thing that I, she agreed with me that he should have been given sensitivity training like they trying to give everybody now and put, you know, reprimanded for the use of the language because based up, just based off the surface of these comments, I don't think his intent was to dehumanize this young boy. If in fact he was describing the music, I'm be honest with y'all. Like I'm always going to be honest with y'all. There are times, and my daughters will attest to this, that I have called it N-word music. Why? Because that's what they say all the time. N-word, 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 N-word. Yes, it's N-word music. That's what Colette said. Yes, it's N-word music. G-G-A? Uh, I, I, I disagree. Or, or, or G-G-E-R. So you disagree. You I, think, I, you know, you I, think I just, one strike and you're out. No, I, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he should get fired. You know, I, I, when you, what you said uh, later on in that piece, that's, you know, that's, that's cool. I just don't, he shouldn't have said the word. Right. You know, he should get checked. Like you said, reprimanded, sensitivity. I agree with that part, but I've never dropped in, call it in, in bomb music. I call it confusing hate music, but you know, just because I get just cause my, my, you know, I said, I don't use that word. It always slips out of my mouth about once or twice, once or twice a year, but that's the same thing that happened across the street from me. The sister who told me about the white boy dropping an N bomb on him, on her, 
is the first. It was an issue with the music being played loud at night, and he that's what he told. He said he said you playing that in that that music. He dropped the n bomb on the music, and so and that's how they their, their struggle uh, escalated at this time. And so I know what you're saying. Just today, I had never referred was, to it、uh, as that publicly, but this is what I've said、uh-huh. to my daughters privately out of anger. I'm so tired of this n-word music. That that's all they say. Why they can't say what they got to say without calling us niggas? Dude, I'm telling you why. And Bob talked about this. Bob Law. He said they're they're handlers, and they're they're the, the white folks who handle them. Those executives make sure that they drop that n bomb in his music, so it can assure not only their handlers, but I think also even the people who are listening, those Europeans who are listening, that they're not talking about shooting their sons, that they're not talking about sexually assaulting. Their daughters, so that's part of it. That's part. That's why they dropped like the you said.、So、like you said, they ain't talking about shooting spics. They ain't talking about shooting kites. They not talking about any derogatory towel heads, whatever. They talking about shooting black people, using a dehumanizing、yes. term. And then you can't talk about shooting somebody. Calling them that word and tell me you using it as a term of endearment. I'm sure the first time that word, whoever coined that word, did not use it in a term as a term of endearment to express love for a, a fellow black person. No, they probably got mad and said, "You motherfucker!" You know、Man. what I'm saying? They said、Man. probably said it、Got、out of anger. When Richard Pryor was dropping yep. all them n bombs and telling them stories, he wasn't using it as a term of endearment. Come on! If you can find this piece by if you can find this piece by William Jones Jr. called "The N Word and Its Equation of in Our Destruction," we were saying that we got kicked out of the school we were teaching in for sharing that with the students. Got into a nice little conversation with the students at Emerson School, which is now vacant, dilapidated school in Gary. But years ago, on the second floor, I never forget, it was a warm day. Had no air conditioning in there. Going back and forth, the students were trying to justify it. And as soon as we finished rapping about it, we got interrupted actually by a brother and a sister downstairs、uh, on on the street on the street arguing. And the sister started dropping n bombs on the brother. And I said, "See, see what we're talking about? How when you get angry, that word comes out." And everybody was silent. And it ended the discussion right there because we just exhibit A right there. She's angry, so it's a word that you just a hateful. Word, and we got to understand that. And those, you know, they're going to be those who are going to say that、uh, they're going to talk about um, uh, this, uh, the whole thing about the ancient、um, etymology of the word, the goose that laid the golden、well. egg, and the and the kings and queens. No, it ain't the context these, these Africans are using in the day when we drop these n bombs on each other. That's not the context, Kendrick Lamar. That's not the context that that white woman who got up on stage with you in Alabama. That was dropping them that you had put off stage, and then when you put it off stage, still all the white folks in the audience who paid hundreds of, hundreds of dollars for the tickets were still dropping n bombs along with you and your music in Alabama, dude. Do, do they not see so, the hypocrisy? No, this is hypocrisy. This is like this father going back to the father. Okay, I agree. This dude need to be checked on what he said. Okay, 
But did he say anything wrong? Was the context of what he's saying wrong? Do you approve of your son going around all these white people or any people? But it's specifically white people. Oh, I'm around all these white people. Let me throw some N-word music on. You know what I'm saying? Let me throw some rap music where it's talking about popping a nigga in the mouth or shooting the N-word in the face. Uh, You know, jeez, man. Yeah. Where's hey, bro, I'm, that's hypocrisy. Okay, man, this story is important, bro. I mean, I'm at a basketball game out here several times. I'm going, I'm roughly, I'm officiate basketball. I'm like, look, they not, people didn't come here for this music, y'all. Stop playing this violent, vulgar music in here with these children in here. And then one day they was playing this, this pornographic crap while the girls were playing, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't turn it off. So we were, I went and pulled the plug. I did it twice. I, I had, a, I had to do it at an elementary school game. They're playing Cardi B what? at an elementary school game, dude. Elementary? I, you know, they, shoot, uh, wow. the, the coach wanted to fight. The coach wanted to fight because I turned the music off. I said, well, y'all find yourself another referee. I pulled, pulled the music out and left. I'm not I'm not doing this. Not around our children. I, you know, no. Had to do it twice. Mm-mm-mm. The adults get mad when we did it at the high school game, but the high school girls, they understood. They were like, yeah, I said, you know why you did that? But the adults get mad. Turn it off. Don't, it's sound, sound like ignorance to me. It's what it sound like to me, it's cognitive confusion. dissonance. It's confusion, bro. So, but I mean, when but when I read his comments, though, you know, afterwards, and he's saying he should have never said it. Okay, so at least we're in agreement there. But, bro, this what we've been saying for years. In my opinion, these type of lyrics should never be played in a public venue at a school event. I deeply regret that I repeated the N-word aloud. However, I do not regret regret requesting that a song with such offensive and derogatory language be turned off. He gets it in the context of the music. The daddy don't. You want to talk about daddy? You want to talk about children being traumatized? Go see them children that got all that PTSD from gun violence from the very thing that's being celebrated in this music. You want to talk about trauma. Quabin, any final man, thoughts on this, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple things, man. Check out the 200 people, uh, 200 rappers killed in 2020. You know, 200 rappers who died. A few of them for natural causes. You mentioned Houdini, uh, ecstasy passed, of course. Uh, MF Doom, uh, the brother with the roots, you mentioned the roots. Uh, I think it was not, uh, I want to say his name wrong. So a few of them died of natural causes, but most of them died from either being stabbed, drug overdose, or the vast majority gunshots. And they show little snippets of that, of them, and most of them are shooting each other and bragging about shooting each other in the videos, dropping in bombs, like you say. Uh, today, related to this, I'm at a gas station, like you said, of uh, some ratchet, ignorant music blasting out this car. So I, I, uh, it was it was a white dude listening to the music. I said, "Who's that?" I was a little Uzi Vert. So I said, "How do you how do you like how do you deal with that with in bombs dropping on there and all the violence? How do you deal with that?" Oh, I, I just block it out. He what he said. Oh, I just block it out. Give so me I, asked a break. Him, I know that's what he, <laughs> I know that's what he said. <laughs> I know. Then I asked him the survey question. Then the, uh, the percentage of music you and your peers listen to that drop in bombs. It's a white dude now. He said uh, about seventy seventy five. Percentage of music that call our women bees and H's. Oh, that's about seven seventy-five. How about percentage that, that talks about shooting and killing black people? Oh, oh and that's not as much. That's uh, like forty or fifty. Uh, okay, still wrong though, right? He's like, yep, still wrong. And and he and he said it. He said it's brain. I said he's brain. That's brainwashing. It's brainwashing Africans to shoot and kill each other. It's brainwashing the Europeans 
to, to even fear us more and disrespect us more. And, and, uh, and you know, all that, bro. And it's done for a reason. So, yeah, those are my final thoughts on this. I mean, right. you know. All right, before we jump into this um, this uh, piece that just came out about Pop Smoke, and I had to educate um, Colette on, on that name. I said, you know what Pop Smoke means? So I'm going to ask you. Well, I, you'll probably get it, but what does Pop Smoke mean in the streets? It means almost means like the, uh, the rapper who made beatbox. His name is Spot him, Got him. So it's like straight up. I'm a poppy and I'm a smoky. And sometimes they have double meanings, you know. But I'm popping you and smoking you. I'm popping you and I'm going to shoot you. And I'm a smoky, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, like Spot him, Got him means I saw, I see him now, and boom, I got him. So that's, I, and that's I told the rapper, him. That's the artist who made, uh, who made beatbox. I told her, I said, think of a gun going pop. And what does the gun do after it goes pop? A little smoke come from it, right? So Pop Smoke, his, his name literally was violence. That's what he chose for his rap name was a violent act. Pop Smoke, y'all. Let's pop some smoke. That means shoot up the hood or as Megan and them say, bleed the block. So we're going to take this mm-hmm. station identification. We come back. We're going to jump into some of these details of this tragic but not unpredictable story. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed, um, part of the Black Talk Radio Network, which is supported by the North Carolina-based nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. You can make a tax-deductible, and I stress tax-deductible, donation today, and every little bit helps. So we'll be back on the other side of this quick station ID. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, we're back. All right, so let me get into this story that comes from HypeBeast.com. HypeBeast.com, another dehumanizing term, beast. Um, 15-year-old suspect reportedly admitted to shooting pop smoke during home invasion. Um just so many tragic 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 points we could touch upon on in this article um it starts off saying new t- new details surrounding the murder of pop smoke real name bashar baraka jackson came to light during the preliminary hearing of one of the suspects named Corey walker according to reports detective christian Car- Carrasco took the witness stand and alleged that masked men managed to break into Pop Smoke's Hollywood Hills rental home via the second floor balcony while the late rapper was in the shower. The unnamed 15-year-old suspect, the youngest of the four defendants, supposedly admitted in a recorded interview with a cellmate that he was a still-using jailhouse snitches. And again, I don't buy into that. Stop snitching. I was just talking to a local activist who who was saying, you know, she just tired of these kids being killed. And then the parents got to beg for the community to give up the killer because y'all on that no snitching stuff. And they were saying, like, you ain't got to announce to the world that you know who did it. You can call in an anonymous tip, you know, or whatever. But so many unsolved murders in our communities because she was talking about her grandfather was murdered three years ago and to this day won't nobody say nothing about it but I digress so it says um, you know they used this jailhouse snitch and was recording the interview the unnamed 15 year old suspect the youngest of the four 
um, let me see, admitted that they asked for the jury before confrontation with Pop Smoke broke out. He admitted that he shot the victim three times with a Beretta 9mm, the LAPD detective testified, adding that the minor said he shot him on the back. Walker, the 20-year-old defendant who is the only adult suspect in the case, pleaded not guilty. Um, and I think his attorney went on to argue that, um, no, no, this guy did, uh, similar, similarly confess to his participation, this the 20 year old, in a separate recorded interview with an informant that was placed in his cell. He supposedly admitted that they pistol whipped Pop Smoke when the rapper tried to fight back before the miners shot him. He added that a woman was with pot smoke in the house that early morning and that one of the men allegedly put a black semi-automatic firearm against her forehead and yelled, shut the F up. Do you want to die? The detective testified. She heard a struggle coming from the shower area and heard Mr. Jackson screaming. Mr. Jackson ran out of the bathroom and then he heard a loud pop and heard Mr. Jackson fall to the ground, citing the woman's own testimony. Uh, Car- How you pronounce this? Carrasco asserted that two other individuals began to kick him. So I'm going to jump on down. Um, you know, it talked about the officials said that all four of the defendants were part of the same street gang, you know, that again, TMZ. But the streets like it. The streets like it. So it's all good. The streets like it and managed to track down Pop Smoke via his Instagram. The rental home's address was visible on a gift bag label in one of the photos. Um, jumping down the mother's... Con- I mean, before I jump into what the uh, parents said, um, his mother being Audrey Jackson, wh- what are your thoughts about that, man? You know, I-, I only looked up a couple of the songs that Pop Smoke did, Um I only heard about him in relation to him being nominated. Was it for the Grammy or the Image Awards or perhaps both? Uh, I remember seeing that name and what have you. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about him, but you know, I did find where he was explaining the title of his song. Let me pull that up. It was on Genius Lyrics where some of these artists ask questions about the answer questions about the lyrics. So Pop Smoke was asked the question, what does the title mean? Welcome to the party. Pop Smoke says, welcome to the party is just me. Like you do what I do. Like you shot a nigga. Welcome to the party. Oh, you get bitches. Welcome to the party. That's just what it means. Your thoughts uh, on this tragic story. You know, it's, it is tragic because just think about how he how he died during a robbery, you know, and what they're saying is with the jailhouse snitch, you know, who take it for what, what it may be and what the guy told him. It's just sad, man. I mean, you're running, you know, you get not only you shot, you get kicked. It reminds me of the, the knuckleheads who shot up this barbershop in Chicago and they had this surveillance camera. Children got shot in that barbershop. Surveillance camera showed them outside laughing about it after this, after they decided to play. His song, his song, the one they played constantly. Every time I would turn the radio on the monitor, Dior, Dior was on. And this was after he passed. So, you know, yeah, and yes, he was nominated for a Grammy. But he says, I'm never lacking, always pistol packing. With them automatics, we're going to send them to heaven. You know, uh, she liked, she, uh, she let it clap for an end. She let it 
clap for an end. She throw a back for an end. And yes, yeah, she throw a back for an end. And you, it's a, it's a Amari, Billie Jean, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in the stores when it rains, it pours. It's the materialism we talk about. It's, you know, and, and you know, it's just sad, bro. And like I said, this, and like some other sisters said, they were on WVON the other day. Uh, Perry Small was talking about this issue the other morning. Someone called me and said, hey, let me know that it was on. So you checked it out. Somebody sent me a message. And uh, so checking it out. And one of the sisters called in, if I can get in and start talking about how when these rappers die, they play, they, they play them so much. You know, they don't, they don't have to pay them. They just, as much. I'm sure the fam- mom's getting something, family's getting something. But they just play them so much. They start start releasing unreleased music, going to the quote unquote vault, and let me just find what I can so I can continue making money off this person. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll get like fifty cent. I guess he's from uh, Brooklyn or whatever, so he's on the song with him now that they play a lot. I ain't, uh, hey, you know, there's hey, another song. That, hey, hey, Quabna. Huh? And and when that happens, especially if they die from gun violence, I ain't never heard of the label. Uh, donating some of the proceeds or whoever owned the rights donating some of the proceeds to some kind of stop the violence campaign or effort. They ain't giving it to 100 black men of of Chicago or you know, they, they ain't giving it to clear the airways project. No, and then you know, he was a so-called woo they're saying. Woo, and the woo's been battling with the choose. We on our own. The woo, woo versus the choose and gang stuff and they just put and you know she liked the way that I woo you know and, and that's in the song they said the mama was you know I guess you'll, you'll see it you'll talk about it later but you know she's representing that too and probably don't know what she's representing it's just it's pathetic bro gang gang is in all these songs and you know it's just it's calculated and it has to be stopped let's read her comments Pop Smoke's mother Audrey Jackson shared that a lot of the testimonies were new to her Meanwhile, his father, Greg Jackson, let out an audible gasp when he learned that the stolen item, a diamond-studded Rolex, was worth only a little over $2,000. I didn't know any of this. It's all new. I just knew my boy was gone, Audrey said. Now it really feels like he's not coming back. Um, No, he's not. She added, I don't know what I thought being here would do. I thought something would happen that would help me feel differently. But to hear they kicked him when he was down. Now, this is where the comments get confusing to me. It's so disrespectful and dishonorable. There was no honor in this. Um, And the irony is this is that though. Wait a minute. Let me back up. And the irony in this is that those same kids are the kids he said he made music for. There need to be con, uh, before I get into her final comments, the cognitive dissonance. I don't know if she ever listened to her son, her son's music. Apparently, according to her, he told her, I'm making this music for the young people. Brother Kwabner just told you what he talks about killing people in his, um, you know, killing people, getting bitches and all that kind of stuff in this music. Do she think that's appropriate music for young people? Huh? And then, you know, they're what, weren't they're these... They follow his instructions, Scotty. I mean, and you said it earlier when you talked about what he answered about welcome to the club. You know, if you shoot people... You welcome to the party. The killer, they follow instructions. Yeah, they said, do what I do. That's what he yeah. said. That's what he told the person, what that title means. Do what I do. You shoot a nigga, 
Welcome to the party. I guess they welcome to the party, but it's one he won't be hosting. Because as he said in his track, he got sent to heaven. I don't mean to sound cold or callous, but this music is cold and callous. So, uh, Kwabna, is she grieving or is she just disconnected from the reality of, of what that music represents and what it's doing to the youth? She's, she's. I think it's a little both, brother. But you know, we did a, we had a forum. I think you might have been on there with us with CMOTAP, which is the Committee to Eliminate Media Offensive to African People at the end of March. And one of the participants talked about, you know, Top Smoke's parents, how they were like upstanding and they were raising their son. And then you know, you get this. And so this is how pervasive this stuff is because it ain't just Pop Smoke. And I just mentioned earlier about the two hundred other rappers who died, minus the ones who died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 uh it's so pervasive and it's so out of control. We got a brother we work with, Black Lives Matter. His nephew is is uh, one of the most famous ratchet killer uh rappers out there, and you know so he's trying to struggle with his own nephew. And I look at the lyrics to his new song that came out last December. He's talking about again going up in people's houses and shooting their whole family in his new song mm-hmm. that, that debuted at number one, the album. So it's it's so pervasive, dude. And it's it's a, this is a scourge on African life. This is a scourge on African life right now, this music. She goes on to say, and, and this is the last I'll share, but of course his manager revealed that, yeah, they about to release some some new music, and it's in the works. We're going to put out this new mixtape or whatever, um, you know, so we can continue to make as much coin as possible off of his death. Um, but their need, she said, Audrey Jackson, the mother, there need to be consequences, sufficient consequences, Audrey continued. But as a people, we have, we have work to do. I assume she talking about black people. But as a people, we have work to do. Our children are killing each other. This just makes absolutely no sense to me. And again, I, I don't mean to be kicking her while she's down and grieving and what have you and I would love to have to have a conversation with her about this music that's celebrating our children killing each other that's what I'm getting she can't have listened to this dude music and then come out with these comments she can't Man, it's like and I saw interview a piece of an interview with her on the breakfast club so the breakfast club will be on her on there with her lamenting it talking about uh, gun anti-gun prevention and things like that. Then they'll play CJ's Whoopty right after that, who's another New York rapper whose song is sort of about disrespecting women and shooting and killing ends. So it's, it's bro, it's just so hypocritical, man. And uh, and it's, it's unfortunate, you know, that she has to deal with this and go through this. So I'm thinking about the active active assistant in Detroit. Her son gets shot in her parking lot. I mean, right in her driveway. She has to go out there and and see her son dead. The activist brother in in uh, New Jersey. His daughter's down here in South Carolina, North Carolina. She gets uh, kidnapped and killed, and they find her in the forest. So it's so many parents dealing with this fratricidal uh, disrespect and ignorance. And when, and when we talk about the code, remember when everybody was wearing these Al Pacino Scarface T-shirts? Yeah. And I even think about that. Even Scarf, even the, that character, when it came to you know blowing up this car, he was a showing up crazy gangster, but came up to blowing up this car. With when kids. the children are in the car, yeah, yeah, oh, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. This, I draw the line. He said, he said, I don't kill women and I don't kill children. You effing 
<laughs> that's, what, that's what he told him. Okay, so you know, and you know how popular that was. That's a little cold. They even had shoot these little shorties right here because Dave Lofton told him because Bobby Smurda and you know because Jay Z didn't tell. I'm telling you, dude, this stuff is so crazy, and it's and it's, it's done on purpose. Uh, I heart like I think about I heart and Crawford Broadcasting, Clear Channel and Crawford Broadcasting. You play this poison all over in Philadelphia where the murders are up like crazy. So and real quick, 2020 represented the highest increase in shooting and killings in the U.S. ever, a one-year increase from one wow. year to year. It was the highest ever. Philadelphia had 499 murders. New York murders were up 40-some percent. Uh, the killings and in, 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 uh, shootings in, uh, in, in Milwaukee up 90-something percent. They, uh, was that was 50, reading they up in, in Washington, D.C. as well. Yes, and so this year so far, like Chicago, I mentioned earlier, Chicago this time last year it was 600-something shots. This year, it's 800-something shots. And last year, broke the record. New York is up again this year. And so this stuff is out of control, but yet iHeart and, and uh, iHeart, Crawford, those are two stations in particular that, that we targeted with our Clear the Airways um, complaint to the FCC about this violent and pornographic music. And iHeart and Crawford, these stations are under investigation. It's like, Scotty, say you and I, you and I are, we, we know we're under, say you and I are robbing a bunch of banks. And we know we're being watched for robbing these banks. One of the investigations, they're looking at you and I for robbing banks. And yet you and I are still out there robbing banks. Right. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill out for a while. You know what I'm saying? To the heat is off. <laughs> Got to lay low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they still out there. They still out there playing this violent pornographic music. Exactly. And we told the city of New York. So the city of New York, their city council has a resolution pending since 2019 condemning these ratchet killer radio stations for pushing this poison on the masses of the people. And we, we let them know. So had y'all heard this resolution and passed it by then and sanctioned them stations out there in the biggest city in the country, maybe we, maybe we would not have had a song called Throat Babies as the number one song in the country in February. A song called Throat Babies. Mm-mm-mm. But no, they, they pussyfooting around. That's not a bad word to say. I don't think we use it like that. But they, they're messing around with this. The FCC, the Federal Communications, is messing around well, with Well, it. it's these like Colette was saying. These- Me and Colette was talking today, and we were talking about, we were talking about the vaccine, um, cause she said she's gonna go ahead and get it. She vaccine hesitant, but she's gonna go ahead and get it. And I was telling her, you know, my mom's vaccine hesitant too, but she almost died. Um, but then I was like, you know, people talk about conspiracies. I was like, the real conspiracy is to withhold the vaccine from all of these, these, uh, uh, um, non-white countries, even if they got money like Nigeria. I was just reading about Nigeria, especially vulnerable, um, because of their healthcare system and they ain't got no vaccines and what have you. And so how some of they saying that they won't be able to get some until 2022. I said that they probably doing that on purpose to let the, to, to depopulate the world. If you want to talk about depopulation conspiracy theories. And then I said, and then she said, you right. And they, and then they ain't even got to do, do nothing. They ain't got to pull the trigger themselves cause we'll pull the trigger for them. And I was like, yeah, the conspiracy to poison our youth minds with this murder music and got them out here like little automatons out here shooting and killing each other. 
That's a conspiracy. Man. And it sounds like to me that iHeart and Crawford Broadcasting ain't sweating the little FCC investigation because maybe they got some some uh, palms greased. Maybe they got some people in their pocket. But see, that's when it, that's when we supposed to on issues like this supposed to hear from a Maxine Waters or or whatever you, the Black Congressional Caucus. But now, oh, you, you know, they probably some of them was at the NAACP Awards while artists were being award awarded songs for bleeding the block. Quabna, we got a minute, man. I'm going to give you the final word. Y'all make sure y'all check them out at cleartheairwaysproject.org. Final word goes to you, Quabna. Public hearings, June 13th, Black Music Month, the weaponization of hip-hop. The music industry is a danger to black people. The music industry is harming the black people. We have public hearings scheduled for that Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll We'll keep you updated on how to get to it. It's going to be a virtual piece. It's going to be powerful. It's going to put us to work. It's, it's depend, you know, we're going to let some other people here, but it's the people they have to do. We talk about these politicians, these radio stations, these uh, FCC, but the people have to put a stop to this. We're not responsible for putting this on us, but it's our responsibility to stop it. Public hearings, June 13th, Black Music Month. Got to put an end to the scourge on black life via this, uh, this degradation of our culture of music. All right, thanks for all you do, Brother Quabner, and joining me tonight um, on this discussion about, you know, this filth, man, this filth that's plaguing us. You be safe, bro, and peace and blessings to all. Y'all have a good night. Now I'm not a writer. Okay. 90 seconds. Black Talk Radio since 2008, providing new black media for the masses.